Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Why do people bury their talents? When you think about the whole term, hidden talents, it means you hiding something. Like, you actually are taking something that you have, and for whatever reason, you don't want other people to see it. Like, I don't, like, what is that? We got to deal with that today, y'all. Like, we got to talk about this. And you know what? Here's how I want to handle this today. I, about in 2012, I wrote a song, or anyway, if you, the term write a song is figurative sometimes because I don't write my music. For any of you who have been listening to the show, but welcome to my newcomers. Please subscribe to the podcast. What are you waiting on? And leave a review. I know last week I said, you know, whatever. Can't leave review. Listen, somebody left a review. So somehow they out there leaving reviews. Anyway, why am I going off on you? Like, you just got here, bro. You just trying to listen to a podcast. You like, what is my man on? I'm done with this show. I don't even want to be here no more because my man want me to leave a review. Anyway, you can do that if you want to, but you don't have to leave a review if you don't want to. I wrote this song called Call History on my project entitled Sound Doctrine. And that's going to be the intro today. Let's let the music talk. What if I told you to pull out your cell phone and look at your call history? What if your life was like a cell phone and I asked you to look at your life's call history? How many missed calls would you have? Or better yet, how many times would God have called you and you sent him the voicemail? Something to think about, right? Wow. Because it's like usually when you send somebody the voicemail, that's your way of telling them that you're too busy for them at the time. So the question is, how many times have you told God that you're too busy to answer his call at the time? Okay, okay. Or maybe you just don't understand the consequence of not answering the call. I'm reminded of the parable of the talents. When the master left behind different amounts of talents to each of his servants. He left one of his servants five talents. He left another one two. And the last servant, he only left one talent. And I'd imagine that the servant that was left with the one talent was looking at the other servants and wondering why they had more. Human nature. And while that servant was wondering about the others, the others went and doubled their portions. They gained interest. And the servant with the one talent dug a hole in the earth and hid his talent. And then the master returned. And that servant told his master that I was afraid and went and hid thy talent into the earth. And the master responded and called him a wicked and slothful servant and later casted him into outer darkness. The moral of the story is, God leaves us all with different talents and different portions for each one. 
and upon his return, he's expecting each of us to gain interest with our talents. You may ask, what is interest? Well, when we answer our calls and walk in our talents, others will be saved because of it. That's interest. They say that pimping ain't easy, but preaching ain't either, but they ain't gotta believe me. Step into the pulpit, pleading with people, just to watch them step outside and pop a CD in with an anti-message. Everything they hear goes against your whole lesson. Listen, what about all of that time you invested? Did it really matter? Congregation going reckless, reckless, uh. They want them stacks on racks on racks to call the wax on wax off, ask them. They don't know the answer. They don't even realize that I asked the question. Probably gonna rewind it, still can't find it. Jay, what's wrong? The blind leading the blind. They be searching for lost souls, but standing right behind them. See, some people only go to church for the blessings. The only Jesus they want is hanging on the necklace. You just heard Call History by yours truly, Jay Will Music, from my 2012 album release entitled Sound Doctrine. That's one of my favorite projects that I've ever released. If you have not heard Sound Doctrine, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start including a link to the music in the description of the show. So wherever you listen to the show at, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Podbean, just scroll down and look through the description. And I'm going to start trying to utilize that space for like things that we talk about on the show or if we have a guest, their website, things like that. So check out the description. I'll tell you one of the greatest compliments you can receive as an artist is when people get your music. You know what I'm saying? Especially like because in my music, I use a lot of metaphors and entendres and oxymorons personification. And I hide a lot of things. And it's not like on purpose necessarily. That's literally just how I see life. I see life in this way. And I think it's because I was so intrigued. I remember the day in elementary school when they taught us about personification, similes, and metaphors. And I just remember walking away that day in class and seeing everything differently. Like I just started seeing life in that way. So shout out to my teacher and all the teachers out there. I don't remember what class it was, but I remember it was elementary school. And I can like vaguely see myself sitting in that class and having an aha moment. There's nothing like aha moments to me. A moment that you never forget. Man, I hope y'all have some aha moments. I can talk. I hope y'all have some aha moments throughout your journey of listening to Inspire God's People. You know what? Let me take a quick moment to shout out God's People of the Week, which we know is really God's Person of the Week. I received a text from a gentleman this week. And it was really, it was unexpected. You know what I'm saying? And it was from just the unexpected person, Josh Ross. This is one of Darius' friends. We can call him Crazy Josh. Like, I don't know. I call him Crazy Josh because he's crazy, okay? And he knows that, but he's a cool guy. And I haven't seen Josh in a few years, but he shot me a text and it was dope because he said something to the effect of, man, I had heard your music before. But I wasn't in my word, so I didn't understand a lot of things you were saying. And he was just like, I just want you to know that now that I've been in my word, I get what you're saying, and you are a dope artist. Well, Joshua Ross, thank you for taking the time to shoot me that text and compliment my music. And, you know, break it down, like, you know, because sometimes, you know what I'm saying? 
Everybody needs a little bit of encouragement. It's a huge compliment when people get your music, when people understand artistically what I'm putting together and what I'm doing. And so this week, Joshua Ross, whether you listen to my podcast or not, you are God's people of the week. All right, now let's get back into this topic of hidden talents. Now, before I break down the parable of the talents and that song and what that got to do with hidden talents and all this stuff, because a talent in the context of the scripture is not literally talents like our gifts, you know, it's more a monetary value like a dollar. You know what I mean? That like it was the name of the money. Okay, so I'm not trying to tell you that, oh, that mean they was digging up and and putting their singing in the ground. That's, That's not what it is. But I will say this. First, we have to understand why did Jesus talk to people in parables? So before we jump ahead and try to get the decoding something and all of that, like first we have to understand why was my man even kicking it with us like this? Like, like, what was the point? We'll find the answer in Matthew chapter 13. And let's start at, we'll start at verse one, but I'm going to skip around a little bit for a good reason. Okay. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Here's what it says in verse one. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. Let me just say this real quick. This don't have nothing to do with the topic. But Jesus, what I like about Jesus' whole, like, situation is he wasn't thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Like, my man was just chilling at the beach by the lake. Like, he he going to get some time to himself. And then the people came to him. And so he like, yeah, you know what? I might as well preach to you, bro. I might as well drop a word on you. I think that's important. Because, you know, this is just a sidebar for all of us who are, you know, trying to walk in our purpose and minister the word and all of those things. We don't have to be thirsty, y'all. We could just go where God told us to go and God will send the people. This is why I don't like a bunch of gimmicks like gimmicks throw me off. People who are doing weird stuff to try to get people to follow them and listen to them. It throws me off because I just genuinely believe that if I'm truly called by God, then he's going to bring the people to me that need to hear what I have to say. Verse three, he told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Now, this is where we're going to pause and skip a little bit and only because this is the parable of the sower. So Jesus goes on to tell a parable. But this is a parable that I want to do a whole episode on. And, you know, I don't want to get into that right now. So we're going to skip past the actual parable. But I'm using this because this is where he explains to the disciples, like, why he even uses them. But first, you see that this is how Jesus spoke. The parables on on the surface can look just like an earthly or natural situation or story but it has a spiritual and deeper meaning. Why is this important? Why am I talking about this? Jesus spoke in parables. So we have to not just read the word, but we have to understand the word. 
And we have to take time to dig into it and figure out exactly what he's saying. And so Jesus spoke Jesus in parables. In verse 9, we're going to skip down to verse 9. He ends that particular parable and he says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now, again, on the surface, this doesn't make sense. Like, I got ears. What you mean? But he said ears to hear. And we would think like all ears are to hear, right? That's common sense, right? But no, this implies that there's a deeper meaning at play. And it also says that Jesus got bars. Verse 10. This is the part where his disciples is a lot like us. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? Like, cause they trying to figure out why you rapping at me, bro. Why you can't just tell me that? And Jesus is going to tell you why. Verse 11, he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets or mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Verse 12, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away. And in verse 13, Jesus says, this is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. God's people, y'all really gotta hear what he's saying, yeah. I gotta repeat that. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. It seems like to me that Jesus was trying to connect with the people who his message was really intended for. Like Jesus was trying to get to the people who wanted to hear him. And I'm going to tell y'all again, this show is about balancing faith and business. And I can even see how. This is, you know, relevant in the business world. One of the first things you learn about in marketing is, you know, the four P's and trying to get to your target customer. Product, place, price, promotion. These are the things that you learn in business. You want to figure out, okay, what is my product? What is the price point? Um, how am I going to promote it? What media channels and how am I going to get to my consumer? You know what I mean? And, and where is it going to be sold? You got to understand Jesus, like even though this wasn't his purpose, what's interesting is you can see how we've stolen the principles. I ain't going to say stolen, but adopted the principles of the Bible, even in business, where we want to get to our target customer. For instance, if Huggies is selling diapers, they want to find out where are the people with kids. Huggies doesn't want to go to a comic book convention to sell diapers, but they want to go to a parenting convention, right? That's about reaching your target market. And Jesus is really establishing a principle that we use in business about, hey, Jermaine, if your show is called Inspire God's People, you want to know where God's people are. You're not trying to reach everyone in the world because they're not going to hear you anyway, for they look, but they don't really see. Here's the importance that this has for the church to me. As the people of God, I know everyone wants to reach the whole world with their music and their podcasts and their dancing and their preaching and 
we're bending and in some ways breaking the foundational principles of the Bible to do so. When in reality, Jesus went and chilled by the lake and the right people came to him. And even amongst talking to the multitude, he was telling them about this parable. And this whole parable and just the, the concept of parables in general, Jesus was basically establishing, I'm here for those who want me. Now, I'm available to everyone. Listen, anyone, anyone can go and download a podcast, right? But what I'm really trying to do is get down to the people who really are interested in finding their purpose. The people who want to do it God's way. These are fundamental principles. This is why I talk the way I do on social media and I bring the, the idea of let's get social to this show as a segment is because when I'm on social media and I'm asking certain questions and I'm positioning things a certain way because I'm trying to filter through the mess because I got 5,000 friends on Facebook and I know it's not 5,000 people who are interested in what I'm saying on there. And so the point I'm making is there are times that I make a post and I filter through and it exposes a couple of trolls and a couple of people with negative intentions. And you know what I do? I go unfriend them and get rid of them off my list. Not because I'm a mean guy or I hate them or something, but because they looking, but they not really seeing. This is why Jesus spoke in parables. And so to sum up the thought there, I think it's two things that we can take from Jesus's approach in this situation. The first thing, when Jesus goes and he's chilling by the lake and the people come to him, what I really can take from that personally is if you're doing what God called you to do, you do not have to worry as much about trying to reach everyone. First do, first be, be who God called you to be. Grow internally first. Because I think sometimes that all of us can be guilty of trying to reach too many people too soon. Like you're trying to take your message to the world and you haven't even polished it to where you can, you know, repeat it in the mirror. And, you know, just because we have social media doesn't mean you run out there and try to preach to everyone in the world. And there's a reason for that. Because when you try to reach everyone, you end up not reaching anyone. So it's like you setting up a hot dog stand at a vegan festival, making the vegans mad, then the people who like hot dogs mad because you're not where they at. And you see how you, it's like you end up not reaching anyone because you're trying to take your message somewhere where they don't want it. Second thing I take away is when everyone in the world is running at you, it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, just try to please and appease everyone. You can filter through and have a target audience. All those multitudes came to Jesus. And again, your message, the gospel is available to everyone. But there are many times in the Bible, right, where it talks about the fact that you know, Jesus wants everyone in heaven, but the reality is hell enlarges itself daily. You know, it talks about broad is the road to destruction, but narrow and straight is the path, right, that leads to righteousness. So what is my point there? 
I understand that when I have a show like Inspire Guys People, and I'm not talking about the weekly or daily gossip, right? There may be some people that click the link just because they nosy. Like, I don't know. They like they looking, but they not seeing. And, and I understand, and that's cool. I welcome anyone to listen to this show. But I understand that in reality, what I take away is that, listen, you're specifically talking about inspiring God's people. And if someone doesn't identify and isn't interested in one day becoming God's people, they are likely not going to be interested in the approach that I'm taking on this show. Because let's be real, some people listen to a podcast because they want to gossip and they want to talk about what someone was wearing and all this crazy stuff, you know, more power to them. That's not what we do over here. So what I do is try to craft a show for the audience and understand that this is for the people who not only look, but they see. You see me? You see me? Oh, you see me out there. Do you see me? Do you see me out there? Do you see me? Answer that question. You see me, cuz, or no? You're like, no, I'm listening to the radio, bro. Okay, guys, people, let's jump into the parable of the talents. Now that we know what a parable is, you know, this natural story that has a spiritual undertone and meaning to it, and we know why Jesus talks to people in parables because he wants to filter down to his people, the people who are really interested and want to follow his message. Now we can jump into this parable. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 25. It starts at verse 14, and I'm going to just kind of read and talk through it. You know what I'm saying? So be patient. Like, I'm, I just open up the Bible. We're going to kick it through these scriptures. You know what I'm saying? Can we talk through it? Talk through it. Hey, talk through it. Hey, if I, if, if, if I do it. Hey, y'all do it. Hey. I don't know what that's about. If I do it, y'all do it. Those are not good lyrics. Verse 14 says this, reading again from the New Living Translation. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Verse 15, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in, in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. And if you're reading in the King James Version, then that says he gave unto one five talents, to another two and another one, right? It calls them talents. And the talents in this particular case are equivalent to what the money was called, right? So that's kind of the first unlock right there of the parable uh, for those of us, you know, living in modern times who tend to look at something like this and see it as literal talents in this particular situation, in this story, he was illustrating. It's a financial illustration. Look at that. A biblical financial illustration. So now you got these three people who were given three different amounts of money according to their abilities, right? So God looks at us. He knows what we're able to handle. He knows what we're able to do. And so he gives us, you know, things according to those abilities. Some of us wouldn't have been able to handle 
you know, being 6'9 and going to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably that person. Like, the Lord knew, like, nope, let's stop him off at 6'1. My man going to turn 6'9, lose his mind. He in the league. He ain't saved. He ain't doing inspire God's people. Like, no, he ain't, he ain't trying to hear none of that. You get what I'm saying? God give you what he give you. So for some of us who like, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. You know, I really wish. It's like, I could sing. It's like, God is like, uh, no, let's not make you sing. But that doesn't mean that you don't have a call or a purpose on your life. And so here's the first thing I, I wanna, want y'all to see in this. The master gave these different amounts of money to the different individuals based on what he knew they were able to do, what they were able to do, right? You'll see, like, for, for some of us who, who look to the left or the right and we feel like we have less, we get caught up in the amount versus understanding that there's a purpose at hand. God is not concerned with the amount. Your video don't have to go viral to please God. And that's how some of us look at it, like, we gonna, you know, do this to make, like, we gotta be famous for God. And it's like, well, that, well, hold on. God might not have called you to that. He might have known you weren't able to handle that. There's a lot in here, so I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this whole thing. I'm sorry. I read one verse and it's like, I just go off on a tangent. It's because, like, there's just a lot here. I'm sorry. Verse 16. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. So my man, like, just look at it. Like, if you have $5, you go to the market, you invest this money, and you get, you know what I'm saying? You double. Like, you, you get five more. Now you got $10, right? The servant with the two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. I love here the words work and earn, right? Because a lot of us, we just want to pray for a supernatural. I pray for checks in the mail. Like, God, do this. It's like, uh. Work and earn. Say it with me. Work and earn. One more time for it. Work and earn. Verse 18 is where it gets tricky. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money or hid the talent. He felt like I have so little it's no point of even trying to do anything with what I have. Because look at them. They're doing so much. God has blessed them with so much. Oh, she only did that because her mom was a doctor. Oh, he could only make it that far in life because his daddy had a connection. He has so much. And since I have no connections, I'm going to do nothing. Since I can't do what they do, forget the one that God gave me. Forget what I was called to do and God knew. Again, the master gave according to the abilities. That means that God knows what you're capable of. Like sometimes we doubt ourselves, but in having faith and trusting God, what we should be doing is trusting that he the one that gave us what we got. Like God, if this is what you gave me to work with, I'm going to work with it. Because you gave according to my ability. So I'm not going to dig a hole and say, well, no, I was born in Detroit on East 7 Mile and my family didn't have a lot of money. So I'm just going to stop right here. Dig a hole. This is it, buddy. This is it, Bill. 
I'm not moving forward. But I'm just going to dig this hole in the ground, and I'll hide the one I have. Now we're going to talk about why that's a problem. Verse 19. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account for how they had used the money, his money. Verse 20. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I've earned five more. Now let's look at how the master responds to this in verse 21. It says, the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Look at that. Now, if you go back to Matthew chapter 13, verse 12, the, the scriptures we looked at earlier, you saw this principle of if you are interested and you do what you're supposed to do with this, you'll get more. And then it went on to say, right, remember earlier that for those who do nothing, the little bit that you have will be taken away. So I like how I see this principle at play with this, this, this person that had five and went and, and gained interest. And so it also shows that the master is not coming back for what he left you with. He's expecting a return on his investment. He's expecting interest. That's what I'm really seeing in this parable is that God left me with some things according to my ability. And when he returns, he's expecting that I have worked those things that which he's given me and that when he comes back, I won't be alone. There will be interest. And since this is about the kingdom of heaven, Correct me if I'm wrong, like I'm so serious. The way that I see this so clearly is that the interest is the souls. When God gives us an ability to work it towards his glory, then we are, we are lifting up his name, which means the people are not being drawn to us. They're being drawn to him, which means when he comes back, he'll say, okay, Jermaine, I gave you the ability. I knew what you were able to do. You can figure out how to edit software, right? You haven't been trained, but you can edit. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out, brother. You could do something with some graphics, right? These are all things that, you know, for whatever reason, God blessed me to be able to train myself and learn through Google and YouTube. And I try my best to educate myself according to the abilities, right? God left me some things. So when he comes back, the question is, has inspired God's people gain interest? Can God look and say, all right, I gave you the ability to create this podcast. What did you do with it? I gave you the ability to speak. Is there anyone else in the kingdom? Has your gift gained interest? Or did you dig a hole and say, God, I know you gave me the ability to speak. But I don't really want to talk. So no, there's no interest for you. So the same thing happens with the servant with two, but I really want to get down to verse 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. First of all, this is a person that has excuses. Not only does this person have excuses, people who do nothing are always wanting to blame somebody else for why they didn't do it. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. And I'm talking me, I'm talking whoever. I have to look at myself in the mirror. Then he went on to say in verse 25, 
I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. Fear had driven this person to hide their talent, to dig a hole and hide their money. Look at how the master responds in verse 26. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. God's people, don't hide your talents. Don't dig a hole. If God gave you something, work it. You don't have to go viral to please God. If you only got one, work the one. God has already let us all know in his word that if you do the right thing with the small amount, he'll bless you with more. And I know it's tough for us sometimes. Look, if I release something and it doesn't do well, like for instance, my YouTube page. Matter of fact, I started a new YouTube page for Inspire God's People. So I need y'all to do me a favor, number one. I think I only got like 72, 73 subscribers right now, but we just started the page. That's good. And um, it's a YouTube page for this show. We'll take different snippets and we'll add some new elements. We're going to start doing some visual uh, pretty soon. But here's my thing. I think the first video clip I dropped had like 30-something views, 35, I think. I'm not mad. I'm not hurt. You know why? Because I can't overlook the 35 people trying to get to 70. Those 35 souls matter. And I think sometimes we've let the numbers of social media dismiss the importance of our ministry. So even if you only got one, don't hide your talent. 10 minute interviews to inspire you. Maybe 12 minutes, give or take a few. We just trying to make a greater you. Now tell me how we met. Where you from? Tell me what you like. Or maybe it was love. Yo, God's people, I am in the studio for a special Tinspiration interview. And y'all know every interview every I do, every song I play, everything's special. You know what I'm saying? That's just how we get out here. But I got my homie, my friend, my brother, Alex Vaught is in the building. What up, bro? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing today? I'm good, man. Aren't you the third? Yeah, I'm the third. You know what, brother? Let me not disrespect you. Like <laughs> Alex Vaught the Third is in the building. You know what I'm saying? Welcome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So, like you said, I'm Alex Vaught the Third. I am um, grandson to Staff Sergeant Alexander Vaught Senior, World War II, and uh, and my parents are Alex Vaught Junior and Deborah Vaught, and um, I'm husband to Erica Denise Vaught, and my brothers are Adam and Aaron. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like nobody asked my family tree. This this feels like uh, the book of numbers. (laughs) Right, right, right. Begat. (laughs) The man of God is in the studio. Welcome, man. Alex Vaught III. No, I appreciate you being here, bro. 
So before we get too deep in this interview, let me ask you a question. You know, um, let the people know how we know each other. You know what I'm saying? How do we know each other, man of God? It's a small world because actually your wife, Tiff, like I feel like she's family because her grandmother and my grandmother were best friends in Unity Temple. Wow. They, they knew each other for like, my goodness, probably 50, 60 years, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's a small world. So, um, so automatically, like with Darren and Rebecca being family, you guys are automatically like family just by default. So I don't even have a choice. No, you don't have a choice, man. You, it's undeniable. And like we've, you know, you guys are a part of us and we not letting you go, man. So man, that's it's amazing how, how small the world is, though. Yeah. So my wife's grandmother and your grandmother mm-hmm. were best friends for like 50, 60 years. Yeah, man. Really good friends, man. Like. When I was visiting, go over and visit my grandmother in recent years, you know, before she passed, your mother, I mean, um, Tiff's grandmother would, uh, you know, come over and just see about her, bring gifts and stuff. And this is amazing. And I'm like, wow, now that I look at it, Tiff actually looks like a Claxton. That's you crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was. it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's, it's, it's like full circle. So. so, godly connections. Y'all see yeah. how I get on on this show, man. <laughs> oh, don't bring nobody on this show that ain't connected. No, I'm just joking. No, that's dope, man. Um, yeah. It's definitely been a pleasure to uh, know you, mm-hmm. and um, you know I want to jump right into some to some some deep questions. I want to get yeah. into your theology and your doc. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just like take it somewhere. <laughs> like, I, I, I I ain't tell you that's what it was <laughs> right. About. Yeah, just set me up. I brought you on the show to like rip you apart. Like, right. bro, what did <laughs> on what day did Jesus really rise? Hey, man, I just yeah, <laughs> with a turn what of my the third. <laughs> no, um. You know, so recently, you know, we've been knowing each other a few years now, man. And, um, had a you know some great opportunities just chilling um, on quite a few times throughout the year. You made a post on like Facebook recently, mm-hmm. and um, I'm like, it kind of blew blew me away because you were like doing some art, mm-hmm. and you know, you joke a lot. Yeah. So if you want me to be real, at first I thought it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And you shared, like, I don't remember exactly how it went, but you shared this artwork. And you might have said that you were just getting back into it after a long time. Yep. And I was literally blown away mm-hmm. at the finished product. It just blew me away because it's like a person has a hidden talent. So can you tell us for you, because I know it's people out there with talents, and sometimes you kind of throw a talent away because you feel like it's it's not useful. Walk us through... You know, yourself as an artist, first of all, where did that talent or love develop? How and, and walk us through the process of kind of putting it aside and then what it's been like picking it back up. I've always been a person that um, has loved art ever since I was a child. And actually, my um, parents really facilitated that for me, especially my dad. You know, I was, they put me in art classes, painting classes, things like that. And it kind of kind of grew from there. You know, and a lot, a lot of people from my childhood actually knew me as the guy that could draw. Right. And so, um, you know, as you get older, you get more busier, you know, life happens and you kind of sometimes you can forget about your gift. Um, and that's kind of what happened with me. I mean, I just kind of I think I really just forgot, man, what happened one day I was with my um, wife and we had our her little cousin with us. Her name is Kayla and Kayla likes to draw. So Kayla asked me to draw something, you know, because she was just bored. She's like, she was like, draw something, um, Alex. And I was like, all right. And um, I just started messing around with it. And she was like, oh, that's really good, you know. And I was like, hmm. When I got done with that and we went home, um, I was like, wow, I actually used to draw, 
you know? Wow. And, and, you know, it's amazing what a child can remind you of just by asking you doing, asking you to do something in passing. And I just did a quick sketch. And then I was like, now when I got home, I asked myself, like, why did you stop drawing? Like what, yeah. what, what exactly was it? And so, you know, you tell our, you, we tell ourselves like life happens or, you know, you just get busy. And that's, that's initially what I told myself. But then I really thought about it and I was like, there's no real reason 15 years ago, I was no real reason for me to stop drawing, you know, because I love it. I mean, I find it therapeutic and it helps me focus on the details of things. What stands out to me in that, that's crazy, is you went 15 years? 15 years, man. 15 years with um, just nothing. Like, I literally, no serious drawings, no sketching, no drawing an eye or a hand or anything, you know, and... um. After talking with little Kayla and her asking me to do that, it just sparked something in me. Like, I, I can't stop drawing. But what um, I find the blessing for me is, is that I view drawing differently now. Because when I was growing up, man, I was just like something to do, have fun with. And I just did it. But I didn't really appreciate what I was doing. When you mentioned gifts, um, I never looked at myself as an artist before. I never looked at that as a gift. I just thought it was just something that I could do. And I just did it. Was it that it came so naturally? When you were younger, like what's interesting to me about this, first of all, is um, I'm going to have to repost something, you know, so people see. like, Because I, I think we talking about it and they might not realize right. the type of artist you are. And I'm, I'm serious. Like when I saw your work, mm -hmm. just being someone that knows you, mm -hmm. I'm like, for me, it's like, how is it possible? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how is it possible that someone could do something this good and they don't do it? Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to post some of your work on definitely. my Instagram or something, Facebook, because I want people to be able to see and put this conversation with that. Definitely. But what's crazy to me is like sometimes when we are younger, we don't value the gifts that God gave us. Like you said, True. you didn't even look at it no. as a gift. So my question is like, what would you do differently if you were... You know, if it were 15 years ago again, would mm -hmm. you stop drawing? Would you view it differently? Is there anything that you would change if you went back? Um, I would just allow myself to to really look at myself, I guess, the way other people saw it. You know, because like you said, and like I said earlier, I you don't really know how to appreciate a thing until you either lose it or you just stop doing it. And I, I would have just probably embraced the ability for what it was. You know, I, I can't really explain it because I, I can't remember why I stopped. You know, I just I wow. can't I can't remember why I stopped. I just, you know, but it's literally been exactly 15 years. Like it's been exactly 15 years. And I, I just I don't know what I would do differently, man. But I know now. In this journey, like since I've been doing it the last couple of months, um, I find a different type of a it's a, like a therapy for me. You know, and um, when I was coming up doing it, the one thing that stands out to me the most, I would always consult my father, my dad, Alex Vaught Jr., um, and have him take a look at it for me. Because I never thought it was good enough, ever thought it was good wow. enough. And so he would look at him like, you know, just tweak this, you know, and he would tell me about different details. Now, was he an artist as well? Yeah, he can draw too. Okay. But he draws different stuff, like more abstract type stuff. Okay. You know, I love portraits. I love drawing people. Because no two people are the same. Even if you're twins, no two people are the same. And I love faces. I love eyes, you know, different faces and stuff. But my father really helped me understand 
to if I really want to perfect this thing, focus on the details. And so I didn't listen to him there, but now that's the one thing that sticks with me. And it, it almost brings me to tears because it's like my father helped me with that. Now, my father's a great man. He helped me with many things. My brothers and I, Adam and Aaron, he helped us with many things, him and my mom. But as a man, he really helped me understand just focus on the details and just be more patient with your hands, you know. And so I didn't appreciate that then, but I do now. And so I think my work and then my goals and my aspirations with what I'm doing are more focused now. More, They're more saturated, and I, I think I'm pouring myself into it more than I ever have. That's dope, man. So how long does it take you to finish a portrait? Because I've seen some of the work, and it's very detailed. Yeah, I um, I can do like a, a full face probably in a good three hours, just sitting three hours. Straight. Oh. Yeah, three hours. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. about to say three days. No, no, three, about three hours, man, because I, I've been, since I've started back up, I've been uh, focusing on different techniques that will get me there quicker. You know, because I'm like I'm remembering different techniques that I used to practice anyway, and I'm just kind of perfecting and tweaking them now. And so I've been telling people because a lot of people have been reaching out to me online, and I've been telling people in the last couple of months I'm just practicing, just practicing, in which I really am because I want my stuff to be eventually as photorealistic as possible. Now there are guys out there that are doing it. They're doing it like you can't tell the difference between a black and white photo and the real thing. Wow. You know, and I I want to get to that. You know, I'm very happy where I'm at now with it. But I eventually want to get that, get to that, and I want to retain some of the art quality of it, though. You know, yeah, because, like so that so that it has a uniqueness about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need it to look literally line for line like a photo, but I want it to be as photorealistic as possible, and then you know I'll, I'll be happy. You know, and my wife keeps asking me like, uh, "What do you plan to do with this?" And I said, "Right now, it's a personal goal." But I said, "What I'm finding within myself is that it's helping me to just focus better on other things." You know, it's really weird. Wow. Yeah, it's real. So, so walking, man, look, that that's a very important thing. Like you, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You don't come on this show and get to just preach. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, <laughs> hold on, brother. Right, I ain't, bring you, in, I ain't yeah. bring you in here for that. Right, now, hold right, on. To outshine you. No, no but, but, but in all seriousness, what you just said was actually, it was actually powerful. Mm. Because now what you're talking about, and a lot of what I try to build this show on is self development, mm -hmm. not for some monetary gain, not for anything other than the fact that God called and purposed you to do something. Mm -hmm. But if you really peel back the layer of what you're saying, mm -hmm. you're saying by walking in, in this gift, it's actually making you better in other areas of your life. Literally. It literally is. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So, so there could be someone out there who is sleeping on a hidden talent. And what they really may be sleeping on is further developing themselves. I think sometimes we belittle and underestimate the gifts that God has given us when we think the gift is only about what opportunity it can give exactly. us. Exactly. I think that's absolutely right. That's, that's a very powerful statement in and of itself, man. And I think that um, once you discover uh, a particular calling or just something that you were really good at that God gave you, um, it can... Um, other gifts can stand on the shoulders of that. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And so, like, for me, my primary focus is, like, because I love film, video, photography. I love that stuff. You know, and I do it. And, I, you know, I want to do that, like, full time. Like, right. immerse myself in it. But when I do that work, I in these past couple of years, I've been doing it about five, six years now, I don't feel that that work is as sharp as it could be yet. You know? Wow. And so, in training my eye with drawing, 
it helps me with the video work and then the photography. It helps me, it gives me a certain level of patience and calmness and, and takes away the anxiousness of seeing the finished product. It helps me breathe better. It helps me just look at things through a different lens than I did when I was a younger man. You know, so you yeah. are literally, yeah. and, and I really want someone to grab onto what you're saying right now. You are literally becoming a better person. Yes, definitely. I can, I, and I've been. T- I was talking to my wife about this the other day. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I've been. I've been explaining it to her because it's like, dude, like I can't stop drawing. You know, and I keep posting stuff out there. You know, whether people like it or not. That's where do they great. find it at, by the way? Like, where where can they see this, this this artwork? Well, right now I haven't set it up on my website yet, so I am just putting it on Facebook and Instagram. Like right now, um, they can go to AV3 Media Works at AV3 Media Works on Instagram, and I have them all compiled together right there. Right. So that's the letter A, the letter V, the yeah, number three, the number three Media Works, Media Works at AV3 Media Works. So check that page out on Instagram. Yeah. So that you can. Um, See this artwork that we're talking about, and then Facebook. Do you want to give people your Facebook name, or you want? Yeah, there might be some crazy people out there. I can't I make no promises. Yeah, bro. I like IG a lot better. It's a little bit more control, but yeah, on um, Facebook, I'm Alex Vaught the Third. You know, and um, yeah, but on IG, I love it because um, you know it's just a lot more. I think focused on what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially what you're doing, artwork. Yeah. Now, what's your website? I know it's not on the website yet, but mm-hmm. yep. we obviously will get into some of the other things that you do. So, what is the website? It's www.av3mediaworks.com. That's av3mediaworks.com. I like it when people, you know what, when all your stuff the same. Yeah. Because mine ain't like that. I'm going to tell you that right now, bro. <laughs> right. My, yeah. yeah. We ain't even going to get into me. My stuff is all <laughs> over the place. I yeah. just be making up names in the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you want to find Alex Vaught the third, it's av3mediaworks.com. Yes. And at av3mediaworks on IG. So, Tell us briefly about, you know, some of the other things that you do, right? I mean, I really wanted to capture the essence of the hidden talent yeah. um, today, but you have some other talents that I did know about yeah. um, as it relates to um, videography and, yes. and film and photos. So yes. tell us a little bit about that and maybe how that may even, um, how's that being impacted? Mm-hmm. And you talked a little bit about it, um, but by you getting back into your um yeah. artistic work definitely so i run a small um media firm called av3 media works and what we focus on is um you know short films you know um, web series documentaries you know weddings things like that um what i love about about film and, and doing video and photography and what i've loved for ever since i was a kid is that i love how things work behind the scenes you know if i see a film you know an explosion visual effects i want to know how did they do that how did they arrive at that you know, and so I really got into it for that. I went to school uh, from, and I got to have a degree, a bachelor's of science in media arts and animation. And I learned how to do compositing and, and different different techniques to bring film and animation together, to marry them together. And that's all really a lot of the visual effects you see in film art is just animations and compositing with real stuff. And so I learned all that because I love the mechanics of a thing. I love how things work. And that, I think that's the beauty of drawing is that I sit down and I put something together with a pencil in my hand the mechanics of it is it's just the beauty of it for me just the harmony of it if you look if you take your watch apart and look inside your watch just to watch how all those little mechanisms work together it fascinates me so that's why i love that's film crazy. yeah that's why i love film and video um because it's not so much the finished product that we're entertained by it's how we arrived at that like i love to see actors work cuz i couldn't be an actor but i love seeing actors work because I think there's it a could be but- 
<laughs> okay. Hey, you, 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 you're a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, the way they process and try and, and arrive at a real person in their mind, it fascinates me. But I love being behind the camera. So with AV, AV3 Media Works, that's what we focus on. We focus on a lot of different video types of video content, you know, and um, I'm building my brand a lot more. And I have a, a couple of um, projects that I'm actually working on right now. The play by a gentleman named Jervis Canyon, a good friend of mine of Jervis Canyon Entertainment. He's uh, he presented a, a play that he did called "When Loving You Is Hurting Me." It was a play, um, very he did very well with it, and he's looking to shop it around down in Atlanta to a couple of production companies. So I'm I'm be, I will be shooting that and editing that for him, and he's probably going to try and make it a film. Um, we'll definitely see there. Um, but I'm currently working on um, a project with Mister Jonathan David Gibson um, of For His Purpose Studios. And um, we're working on a faith-based project called uh, Michigan Crime um, Special Victims Unit. And it's a two-episode Christian crime drama. So I'll be, wow. the, I'll be the director of photography on that. Um, so AV3 Media Works, we're doing a lot of good stuff, man. I love being a part of faith-based projects because, man, there's so much trash out there, right? So right. I, I want to, like, I, I love what you're doing, man, because your whole thing is about inspiring people. There's a lot of people, man, that are just down and out. They don't know where to look for good content to inspire them, right? Or good things to listen to. I mean, we've got so much garbage out there on a political front. So much. Yeah, in society. And so I love being a part of projects that mean something and that will definitely make a difference. And like I said, I, I always love the meticulous uh, mechanics behind the thing. So that's why I love being a director of photography, cinematographer, videographer, you know, you know what, man, and and I appreciate that. You know, one of the things I like about you as a person, I don't think I've ever actually told you this. Mm -hmm. I really like detailed people, but not necessarily. Okay, I don't want to offend someone who might be listening. <laughs> right, not right. necessarily OCD people. Right, definitely. But yeah, people who have a deep appreciation for something that intrigues me. Yeah. So like I've, you know, I told you about Lavelle before y'all met. Before yes. I introduced y'all. Yeah. You and Lavelle both have degrees in his is in theater yours is in film media arts and media animation. arts right yes. so similar you yeah. get what i mean yes. and when i talk to y'all and hear how y'all talk about movies mm -hmm. y'all will make a movie seem better than the movie but <laughs> right, i don't right. mean that in a bad way right, it's like right. i almost would just rather hear y'all talk about it than watch it and yeah. there I, do you remember <laughs> One time we were kicking it and you mentioned a movie. Yes. And I was like, dude, I know a person that's going to know that movie. Yeah. Yep. And he, and he knew it. And he knew it. Like, I, and I love that, man. He knew it. But so. that's what I like about you. That's what I appreciate about you. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll tell you why I appreciate that about you and people like you as well. Mm -hmm. Is that y'all don't miss the point. Right. You know, like there's sometimes like I would imagine if I was an actor. Mm hmm and you or Lavelle was watching my movie, mm -hmm. I would be so happy because y'all didn't just like it on the surface level. Y'all appreciated the... I hear y'all break down like the small things yeah. about, you know, art. And, and as an artist, yes. you know, I know that that's appreciated, but that's that's something that I've enjoyed about you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we laugh a lot, man. I, I definitely appreciate you mm -hmm. coming on the show. I want to make sure that people check out the work you're doing. Again, it's at AV3 Media Works on Instagram and also AV3MediaWorks.com. I'll give you the last word before we get out of here, man. Anything you might want to share to inspire the people um, in their hidden talents and, and the things that, you know, that, that they're maybe, 
you know, a lot of times when people have a talent, they start feeling like it's useless and they put it down. You know, what would you say to that person out there? Um, I would definitely say if there's something that um, something's just inside of you, whatever it is, don't ignore it. Um, don't pass it up um, and don't you know, focus on necessarily marketing it. Focus on focus on how it will, will make you fo- make you feel, you know, market it to yourself, you know, and, and give yourself permission to fully become immersed in the gifts that, that God has given you. Um, and, and don't just don't ignore it. Don't pass it up. Uh, that's that's really all I can say, man. Just don't ignore it. And sometimes you have to remember, you know, just remember what God gave you and don't don't forget. Yeah, Alex don't. Vaught the third. <laughs> thank you for joining the show, bro. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Don't don't forget, don't don't forget, don't. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, it ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.